play with our mom and dad and grandma and grandpa. And we are Living Multigen. Hello and welcome to Living Multigen. I'm Sarah Carter. I'm Tom Carter. And we live in a multi-generational household here in the U.S. in the Pacific Northwest. Um, started this podcast at the first of the year and we wanted to share uh, on topics related to living in a multi-generational household. Um, in our case, we live with three generations. We have our children, uh, three, us, and parents, uh, our grandparents, living in the same home. Uh, we've been doing this for three years now, and it's been a really good experience Absolutely. Um, in so many respects. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not just talking good, I should say, but very um, uh, life learning and um, very... Um, bonding yet challenging yet you know so many yeah. different emotions so you know we're excited to share this on this podcast and on our our uh, future podcasts and past about what that experience has been like and of course today we're going to uh, speak specifically on the topic that we both felt is very important mm -hmm. in our current climate of individualism in american culture and how that impacts the willingness, of course, to live multi-generationally. So, you know, we just... I think just, when we started yeah. this, always, at least for me, that's always been in the back of my mind. Um, trying to uh, explain that, uh, you know, our parents live with us and stuff. And so, um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be um, a good, good conversation. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, it's definitely, when you talk about individualism, and I think it's so relative, and I honestly didn't, I didn't really recognize it until, you know, being in COVID and coming, actually coming out of COVID. And so we thought, let's talk a little bit about that. And Tom, I mean, it, you know, let's talk about the last few weeks. I think that's when it's really kind yeah. of come about. And mm -hmm. it's as we phase back in after restrictions and quarantining, being able to converse with our neighbors, with our friends, with our community, mm -hmm. colleagues. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, before we're just kind of guessing on how people are living because, you know, you're pretty much cut off from in them. isolation In isolation, you know, you could only communicate through Facebook what, what they post, which, you know, that in itself is not true reality of, of Very what. Up for yeah, level, yeah. High level. Yeah. So just like kind of, I, I, I think, you know, kind of where restrictions are down a little bit, you know, our, our, our kids are starting to see friends on a very limited basis, you know. Um, and we kind of have a little bit more interaction like we have this week, you know, yeah. with with our neighbors and stuff that you know, we're not getting out much. Our neighbors are not getting out much. We felt comfortable. Enough yeah. To... So we come together and, of course, keep our distance. But, you know, it's really great. You say, you know, how are you doing? Or, you know, how are things been? You know, mm -hmm. what we're going through? And two is also just this whole conversation. And not that I want to get on anything political, but talking about face masks, talking about how we, you know, we... We live in an area that um, has seen an increase. Uh, we live outside of a metropolitan area, and the neighboring county has actually maxed out an ICU beds recently. So, you know, we also have to still be careful. And it's something that we've really recognized and we appreciate is the individualism in our culture. Mm -hmm. But how is that, you know, how does that benefit us, which are a ton of benefits, but how does that also compromise? And, you know, I'm not gonna, we're not going to specifically talk about COVID or how that relates to that, but we actually felt that it's a good conversation to have about living multi-generationally because in a culture where we pride and we value our individualism so much, I think that's part of the reason why we don't see 
as many living multi-generationally. Do you feel that uh, through all this that people are like holding on to their individualism? Because that's, I mean, that really describes our generation almost, you know, on well, and I think I, I think with individualism, I don't even know if it's just necessarily our generation. I looking at it, I think it's just part of our culture. Almost. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's American, and mm. and I, I'm not you know I pride on that, and but I also realize now just looking at where we're at is that was one of the biggest hurdles I had to overcome with the idea of inviting our parents in mm-hmm. and you know being accepting of it. And it's taken, you know, I'm still there. Like I still struggle with that sense of individualism and the frustrations. Mm-hmm. And I, I for so long didn't realize what it was. And now that we're dealing with what we're dealing with in 2020 and COVID and, and safety measures. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, this, this makes sense. I get it. You know, I, I am, I, I I am very much so a pride on my individualism. Absolutely. I am a very strong woman, mm-hmm. a little stubborn. And I, you know, I I just I think I took it for granted. I didn't realize exactly what that was. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about that, Tom, I will say is like, you know, I know that you value your individualism, but I would say you're much more open and sharing. Yeah. And it wasn't that difficult for you to make that decision when we decided to live multi-generationally. And I think it was because of the way you were raised. Absolutely. And, you know, too, just a little bit on Tom's background. I mean, they grew up um, with not having a whole lot. Yeah. And you were forced to share. Absolutely. And at one point, you guys essentially lived all in the same room. Yeah. And you didn't have that where I I was brought up very much so on individualism Mm -hmm. and and it, you know, being independent, having your own things, possessing your own things. Mm-hmm. And so when we came to the point of talking about living multi-generationally, mm-hmm. it wasn't very difficult for you to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even your parents. I mean, mm-hmm. and and for me, it was very challenging. Yeah. I mean, what you think? It's challenging, yeah, absolutely. And I think the challenging part was, you know, when you're obviously in a marriage that you're, you're, you have a teammate now. So it's like, well, Kind of works for me, but doesn't work for you. Or I got to help you get over your hurdle, you know, type deal, rather than you know, it's because it's us getting over a hurdle, not just me getting over a hurdle for all this. Yeah, absolutely, I, I would totally agree with that. Um, that I, I felt like I had it easier. I, I actually would say that my hurdle came later. Um, you know, when almost felt like we had, I had to dial it back a little bit, you know, cause I mean, I think we talked about it before. Like I wanted everybody to come up for dinners like two, three times a week and realize that didn't work. So that was mostly my hurdle, but that was my really only struggle with uh, your parents moving in. Yeah. I, yeah, you just, um, you know, just talking about personality types and just, you know, going back to individualism, I think for, you know, the conversation today is that, you know, you, I mean, we're very different, obviously. I think probably fairly recognizable through this whole um, podcast series that we're doing and, and just, you know, sharing with our experience of living multi-gen is that you are really, you're about community. You are, you know, you give the shirt off your back kind of thing. It's Father's Day today too. So happy Father's Day. Now I'm going to feed you yeah. all the amazing things of, of how awesome the you are. Is, I get a big head. Yeah, no, no. And that's, he's very humble and um, that, you know, I appreciate that and you too, but you know, you ra- you were raised in a different environment and yeah. you were raised that it was more about community. Whereas I was raised with, I think most of us were raised and that's 
to value our individualism and our freedoms mm-hmm. and our protections. And, mm-hmm. and I, I would take ownership of that. And so, you know, talking about individualism and how it relates, I think that's something we need to go back to here is how it relates and impacts the willingness to live in a multi-generational household is that, you know, for me, making the decision to have invite my parents in was a struggle, man. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that there would be so many wonderful things that would come out of it. But at the same point, it, me- it meant that I had to give up so much of my freedoms yeah. And you didn't seem to, you know, it was no big deal to you, but it was, it was yeah. huge to well, me. Not only your freedoms, I felt like it was giving up your foundation. I mean, yeah. you know, when you got on your own, that you're starting your own, your own life, your own foundation. And it is almost like you had to take a big chunk of your foundation out and almost, and that's tough to do. That's not easy. And I still struggle with it. That's one thing I didn't realize is how, how much work and how long it would take to even make a dent into that embracement I had mm-hmm. of 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 the individualistic uh, culture. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just I've been able to identify it now. And let me just tell you just a few things. I mean, just over the last three years, I've struggled with this inner conflict of why did I do this? Wait, mm-hmm. that's what we did this. Okay, mm-hmm. wait, no. Why did I do this again? You mm-hmm. know, this is so frustrating. I don't feel like this mm-hmm. is working, blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm, I'm working, you know, talking in my own head about these things. Mm-hmm. And essentially, you know, this downward spiral. And, and now I'm thinking, wow, this relates to what's going on right now Mm -hmm. with COVID and actually the safety precautions and people valuing their freedoms. And I get it. I I entirely get it because that's, that is our foundation, but things change. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why too, is I think we picked this topic today is because, you know, there's a lot of things changing Mm -hmm. um, economically, socially in our culture and it's something I'm seeing more and more of is that, you know, the older generations, the baby boomers specifically, are retiring with less money in the bank and or are going to be forced into early retirement. My father was actually in, you know, somewhat forced into early retirement. Absolutely. And with this, they're not, they're on fixed incomes. So they are going to be challenged with being able to live um on their own and live in an environment of which, you know, we can, or that they have flexibility um, and, or can afford their own home. Um, That was the thing with my parents is that they needed to be more conservative in retirement. And so they would have needed to sell their home no matter what. And they were challenged with how that would look because there were certain things that they didn't want to give up. And we could give those things to them that they needed and valued while also being able to save money. Mm-hmm. And now that we're in this position and seeing articles about the baby boomers and those who are close to retirement, you know, having their 401ks impacted, mm-hmm. not being able to work remotely like many in our generation yeah. and so Gen X, millennials, as far as being able to work remotely because of our digital um, education and experience versus, you know, the older generations yeah. who are or more the traditional, factory, yeah, the, factory the factory workers, workers yeah. or, you know, restaurants, or, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many different, you know, looking at it from an industry perspective, so many different industries that have been very impacted and, or you can't work from home. Mm-hmm. So what are these, you know, when you're talking being, you know, 55, 60, 65 years old, what do you do? And if you're on a fixed income and you depend, depend on social security alone, you are going to be very um, uh, limited 
And so now it's really about how do we as Gen Xers, um, not or millennials, whatever you are with having aging parents that might be compromised when it comes to finances, we need to step up to the plate and we need to help each other. And And I also noticed kind of like, you know, you had, you built um, your individualism off of, it was part of your foundation. And once when you were able to kind of take that away and insert something else into your foundation, which was letting your parents into your house and doing this, there were benefits from that. And like, and I think you were just hitting all the topics that you just hit right now is that I think if that we can, you know, my personal opinion is, um, you know, break that foundation off and kind of let something else fill that spot um, is that there's a lot of great benefits from that. And that we're finding out as well, Yes, you know, and, that's a great point yeah. because look at, look at what we've been through. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, sharing a little bit, and I don't want to cut you off, so no. you feel free to share too. Is yeah. The whole COVID, when everything went into to shutdown, I mean, we were in a, I was, I was very grateful for the position we were in. Yeah. Tom and I both work. My mom and dad were here. We have the kids full time. We're homeschooling. Homeschooling now. Yep. What would we have done? And we've mm-hmm. been speaking with so many of our friends and family and, you know, hearing the obstacles and challenges that they've faced not having the resources that we have and being able to work together and come together. It's just, you know, there's so much benefit. I think there's, uh, I mean, we decided we were homeschooling the kids, obviously, because we were were all forced to homeschool our kids. Now uh, we looked at this next year coming up when we decided we're going to keep homeschooling. Um, And obviously it would not be an option because you're extremely busy with your work. And, you know, my job is also seeing an increase in stuff too. So, um, so yeah, it's just been, you know, looking at that, we just were grateful to have options that we wouldn't have otherwise had. And I think that goes back to now taking it back to the individualism. I just want to share a little bit about, you know, what emotionally I went through to try and explain, because from an individual, excuse me, individualism perspective, um, you know, first of all, it was very hard for me to even, you know, make the, make the decision for certain reasons when it came to inviting my parents in. I knew it was the right thing. I knew I wanted to do it, but I was very scared about losing my mm-hmm. losing my independence. And and you know, one thing was is so, you know, I I'll just use this as an example. I used to, I mean, I, I am no longer a, a alcoholic drinker. I don't drink alcoholic beverages. I I quit drinking 2 years ago. I did it not because I was an alcoholic, but that I had gone through periods in my life where I think I did overuse or abuse alcohol. And it really was just a decision that I wanted to make because I felt like it was something that I always, it weighed in the back of my mind. And I thought about it too much, even though I didn't overindulge like I did in times in my life. And so I gave it up two years ago. Giving up alcohol has just made it that much easier. But also too, is before we actually invited my parents, I had drastically reduced my my alcohol intake. I didn't I didn't drink very often. Any point in my life before that, I don't know that I would have actually invited my parents or even considered mm-hmm. it because I didn't want to give up my freedom of being able to drink and do whatever I wanted to do mm-hmm. and to see my parents and think, well, what are they thinking? Yeah. Because that also related back to childhood, right? Mm-hmm. I I value and respect my parents, but I wanted to do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I didn't want them to, you know, I didn't want them to pass judgment. Yeah. I didn't want to disappoint them. Um, I, I, I just, and so it's interesting to see 
how that mm-hmm. in my past, I, again, would have never invited them in because mm-hmm. I valued that freedom that mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, with, uh, you know, even when talking with friends and stuff, it's like when we talk with them, we almost have to explain to them uh, that they live with us. Like we don't live with them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we were uh, at the uh, breakfast table this morning and talking about that. It was like, why do we feel like we need to explain that our parents live with us? Does it feel good as a community? And we would, it would be nice as, as a culture um, to kind of be more like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to not, and it's, and it's me, it's not my friends looking at me that way. You know, it's, it's me and my it's head, own perception. own perception that I have to explain that. Like people explain that I guarantee you don't care and don't even think that way. But me as a person have to be like, well, no, they live with us. Like, what do I even need to explain that? You know, it's kind of, you know, so, you know, both of those things. Well, were kinda like and a, I think that, you know, we were talking about it too, is it's not even just individualism or independence and freedom. It's also, you know, right? I mean, because we're concerned about the image. And that's another thing. I mean, I think that's a whole, you know, in, in addition to this topic conversation, a really good piece to point out is, how challenging it is in American culture, like when it comes to pride and ownership Mm -hmm. and, you know, if you made it in this world, you've made it in this world because you, you know, you have possessions and you live independently. And there's, there's this stereotype of um, if you live with your parents more so, right? It's not it's yeah. not the parents living with you. It's you living with your parents and that you're just, you haven't made it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really important. And I've had the same problem that Thomas talking about. I want to make sure that people know that my parents live with us. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't, and you can probably even hear it in the show, right? Or in yeah. the on podcast is when we talk about living multi-generational, we do point out, and that is something we need to, I think we need to work on, you That's know, right. and I'll yeah. point that out is we need to work on that and get our, get our head in the right place mm-hmm. with that. Because- that's not important. What's important is, is that we're helping each other. We're supporting each other, mm-hmm. we're working together. And it's essentially making life, I don't want to say easier, but yes, easier and more value. I think there's perks of, you know, living by yourself without your parents, right. That you don't want to give up, that you're scared to give up because like we said before, it's your foundation, but there's also just different perks. Is a different perks that you don't realize until you get into it. Yes, absolutely. That's so true. And, mm-hmm. you know, just wrapping up the short episode here, our podcast episode, you know, really what we wanted to just hit on was, again, that individualism and how that impacts, but how much we think and we believe that with the trends and what's happening, it's going to be more important than ever that we're there to support family and that we're there to help each other. and that we consolidate overhead and we give each other, you know, the resources that we need to live in, live healthfully, Mm -hmm. live financially healthfully, health. I don't even know. I think I just made my word Mm -hmm. or word, but, um, you know, and, and just live our best life Mm -hmm. and let our, you know, give the, give our parents the opportunity to live their best life in the sense that their times are time is limited. All of our time is limited. But, um, you know, it's just, there's so much that we can get out of releasing that hold and not feeling so territorial over it. And it's something that we all have to work on. I mean, I think what we're sharing here too, is that you can see 
we need to work on it. We're mm-hmm. not there. I mean, we're still, it's, it's a struggle. Um, and it'll probably be a lifelong struggle because I think this is something that was in, in, rooted in us when we were young and that we've lived most of our lives around. And it's, it's great in one sense. I, you know, I'm very, I'm very proud. And I think it's, it's something that we all should be proud of, but where does it cross the line? And when do we need to just let it fall so that we can help each other, help family, support each other? You know, one thing is, you know, again, going back to it, we all have been able to financially benefit from living in a multi-generational household. And now having children home full time, we've also been able to dedicate more resources to our children while still being able to earn a good income and provide for the family. Mm-hmm. And that really is what it comes down to is that we are helping each other and we are yes, sacrificing a lot, but in the end, it's all worth it. And, mm-hmm. and it's, and it, <laughs> I don't know, it, it just, it's hard to explain, but you know, we're going to continue to work on it. We just wanted to share that experience and what we're going through and that nobody's even, you know, close to perfect and that we all are fighting our own battles. Um, but at the root of it, we need to help each other, be there for each other, listen to each other and find where we can help. Um, you know, let's, let's take what we have and utilize it to the best of our abilities. Anything? Yeah, no, you said it all. Absolutely. So, all right, great. Well, um, we look forward again to more topics and we hope you've enjoyed today. Um, please give feedback. Please let us know your thoughts. Um, we do have, you know, of course, website, social media, livingmultigen.com and livingmultigen. Um, and look forward to, you know, future episodes and conversations. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Take care. Bye-bye.